You know, through the years, I have come to realize since begin walking with God in 1980, ministry since 81, that we use a lot of terminology in Christianity that most people do not understand that are are outside of Christianity, but even inside Christianity, we use a lot of words that that um, a lot of people don't understand, and sometimes we use them and we think we understand them, but we don't even understand them. And so today I'm going to talk about righteousness. What is it? What does that mean? What righteous? To be righteous, what does that actually mean for you and I? What does it actually, def- how is it defined? I mean, how is it practically uh, applied to our lives, and what do we do with it? And how does it, how does it influence us? How does it make us um, have a better life and, 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 and things of that nature. So I wanted to start just talking uh, with you about this. And, and we're going to talk about righteousness. What is it? I'm going to give you the definition of righteousness. And I, I love this. It's, uh, you know, really just right standing with God, you know. And as like a friend of mine said, another definition is as it should be. So righteousness, to be righteous and to be uh, walking in righteousness means that we are right with God, and and that's the way it should be. But righteousness does not come because of what we do, but because of what Jesus did for us at the cross. He was lived a sinless life. He became our sin, made to be sin for us, as the Scripture says, that we could become and be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we are made in right standing with God because of what Jesus did at the cross. And when we decide to believe that, we experientially have what God has already provided for us. Now, there's two types of righteousness that I want to talk about. I want to you know, clearly define and, and really put it in simple terms so all of us can understand it. I like simple. I really like simple. I, I like simple definitions. I can remember when I first started walking with God, I'd hear, you know, terms used in church that I had no idea what they meant, you know, how to apply them to my life and how, as I said earlier, how it would benefit my life. You know, there's two types of righteousness, two types of uh, ways to try to be right with God. And the first one is what I'm going to call and, and is termed works righteousness, This type of righteousness is based on, this type of right standing is based on your performance. Stay away from certain things, and you're right with God. Do certain things, and you're right with God. And, and, you know, but the problem with that is, there's a big problem with that. The Bible says that there's none righteous, you know, in, uh, see, Romans 3.12, that there's none righteous, no, not one. The Message Bible says there's no one living right, not even one. Not even one. So even on our best day, our efforts do not and could not make us right with God. That's works righteousness, trying to be right with God by what we do or what we stay away from, that somehow that people have adopted that mindset that that is what makes us right with God. Now, I remember as a young pastor starting out in the early 80s, in the denomination that I was in, uh, we would often have on a Sunday night, we'd have what we called a testimony time, where people would stand up right there at their seat, and and they would uh, give a testimony about something God had done for them, you know, and so they would do that, and you'd take a few minutes and do that in the service, and, and, and then, but what if somebody stood up and said, you know what, 
I want to thank God that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus tonight. People look at them like, uh, no, you're not. I live with you. I work with you. I saw what you did, and 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 you're you're not right with God. And here's why: people have made Christianity has made being right with God something that you do or something that you don't do. Stay away from certain things, and that's what makes you right with God. See, righteousness is a state of being. It's not a state of state of doing. It's not that you stay away from certain things and you're made righteous, but because of what you believe. So let's go back to thinking about works righteousness. You know, the Bible says that all of us will stand, every person will stand before God at some point. And the Bible says that for believers, you know, when you've trusted in Jesus, you've accepted Christ as the Lord of your life and got saved, born again, whatever term you want to put on it, you know, began your relationship with God through Jesus. You know, you are not, it's not going to be a fearful experience for you. And because you're not going to be judged according to your works, but according to his works. But then there's people who have trusted in themselves, trying to be right with God because of what they have done, or as I said, what they have stayed away from. Now, you're either going to be judged by, and when we stand before God, don't really understand all of that, but at some point, we're going to stand before God and we'll be judged by one or two things. What did you do with Jesus? Did you receive Jesus into your life? Did you trust him for your right standing? Or are you going to depend on your performance, your good works, your staying away from certain things? Well, see, there's a big problem with that. And the problem with that is when if we do not trust in Jesus, then we're going to be judged by the law, the law of God. And, you know, God gave us, I think it's like 613 commandments that Moses received from the Lord. Now, we know the top 10, you know, we know the famous 10 commandments. And, and you know, when Jesus came into the world and he was talking to some guys one day and, and uh, he said, you know, you've heard it said thou shalt not commit adultery. He said, I'm saying that, that uh, if you ever looked at a person to lust after them, you are an adulterer. So if you've ever looked at a person to lust after them in any shape, form, or fashion at any time, he said, you are an adulterer. He said, you've heard it said that, um, you know, thou shalt not commit murder. He said, I say if you're angry above, uh, above angry at your brother above cause, you are a murderer. So when Jesus came into the world, listen to what he did. He raised the law to the place. He elevated it in the heart to the place of impossibility. See, someone may be able to not give in to adultery, not give in to murder, but Jesus said, I say if it's in your heart, it's the same difference. You know, in God's eyes, it's the same difference. You know, and so if you've ever lusted after someone that is not your spouse, he said, you are an adulterer. If you have been angry uh, at someone above cause or, you know, too angry for that situation, you know, if you've done that, he said, you're guilty, you're just guilty as a murderer. So now think about this. So at one point, some point in the future, all of us will stand before God. We'll either be judged by what Jesus did for us, or we're going to be judged by the law. There's not, not, not three things. There's only two. You know, we're either going to trust in Jesus for our righteousness. He became sin, made to be sin for us, and you know sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And, the, and so it's either that or be judged by the law. But right, wait a minute. Uh, but he, Jesus raised the law to the level of the heart. 
Not just you refrain from doing it, therefore you're not guilty, but he said if it's working in your heart. Well, Alan, I, I've never committed adultery. I've I've never I've never done that. I've I've never been angry. Like, okay, let's just think of a couple other commandments. We won't go through all the top ten, but let's think of another one. He said, you know, Ten Commandments, top ten says, uh, you shall not steal. Oh, I've never stolen. Really? Have you never stolen anything? In other words, you never took a, a pack of extra pack of sweetener out of the restaurant or took an ink pen from uh, you know the hotel room or or somewhere else. You you've never done that? Well, but yeah, that's just a small no, 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 no. If you're gonna live by the law, you gotta live by the law. And so if and matter of fact, the book of James tells us that if you try to depend on the law for your righteousness, being right with God, and he says if you violate one area, one, not two, not five, not six, one area, he says you're guilty of it all. So if we do not trust in Jesus, the only thing, and that scripture is James 2.10, it says that whosoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles in one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Now think about that. So either I'm going to stand before God based on what Jesus did, and we'll talk some more about that in a second, or I'm going to stand before God and be judged by the law of God. Now remember, it's not enough just to refrain from doing it. Jesus said it's about the heart. It's about what's working in your heart. What is going on in our heart? So think about that. Okay, so Jesus said, I didn't say it, Jesus said it. He said, if it's working in your heart, you're guilty of the same. And James 1 says, if you try to depend on the law for your righteous requirements and your righteousness, then, listen to this, then if you break one area, you're guilty of it all. So I want you to think about that with me. I don't want to stand before God based on the law. I want to stand before God based on what Jesus did for me at the cross 2,000 years ago. Now, we're going to pick this up next time, and next time we're going to talk about faith righteousness. Primarily, we covered um, you know, works righteousness today. But stay tuned and be ready for the, for the next part of this when we talk about faith righteousness because that's the place that we want to live because it's only through what Jesus did for us. And I'll explain this in the next podcast. We, we will talk more about this and explain it very clearly how important it is and really how easy it is to trust in the finished work of Jesus for our righteousness. Blessings to you today.